0: Ellis keeping the dribble alive, going back. Fink on the roll, they're going to break contain. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to throat the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching and scoring. Yes, yes, yes. That is music to my ears, and it's probably music to all of yours. It's like Ernie Harwell's voice of the turtle when you hear that intro. You know you're going to listen to something good. I am the Biggest Joe here with an early edition of the Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm going to be doing this. i uh, got a little more time on my hands than I'm used to, so I'm going to create some content and make some uh, podcasts leading up to the season. This is going to be the Big View Sports Fantasy Podcast. The name is what I'm using for now. You never know. I might change it. Follow me at Big View Sports, and uh, as long as you're following me, if I decide to change the name, you won't miss anything. I am not a fantasy expert. I thought I was last year, at least according to the Fishbowl, and uh, I did not do too well that's why i'm back this year as a fan in a satellite division but that's okay i'm just pretty damn good at fantasy you know i've been champion for a long time three time champion that's three in a row That is absolutely correct. Heartbreak Hotel has won, not one, not two, but three championships in a row, and I'm looking for number four this year. So this podcast is going to help you learn a little bit inside tips on what I do to be so successful. And I'm going to help you guys out and let you guys know what I'm reading, what I've been studying, what I've been looking at. Uh, I'm not going to be writing articles and all that too much because that's not what I do. I play fantasy football. I win. All right, this week, our quick three in the news. We have, looks like, no preseason games this year in the NFL. And that's good news for the players. You know, it's a funny thing. I did find out that the players don't even get paid for the preseason. But yet, they still charge the season ticket holders all that damn money for a preseason game to watch fourth stringers play. Number two. Antonio Brown has retired yet again. This seems like his third retirement in the last year on Twitter, but he says he's done, which probably means he didn't get a contract offer from anybody. Uh, But speaking of getting contracts, the third quick three is all the rookies seem like they're getting signed and they're going to be in camp on time. I saw Isaiah Simmons agreed today. Uh, Henry Ruggs in Las Vegas agreed. They're going to get that done so it looks like there shouldn't be too many holdups we'll be getting camp which starts here in less than a week and the rookies can get there and get started speaking of camp earlier today ian rapaport tweeted about what training camps would look like They're gonna have testing and physicals for the first five to six days and strength and conditioning plus walkthroughs all the way that first week through the uh day 12. take day 13 off ramp up with helmets for days 14 through 18 day 19 off and then day 20 the pads go on so that's going to be training camp right there it's going to get us through the month of August and get us ready for the start of football season all right like I said at the top of the show I'm going to try to take you guys inside and tell you a little bit about uh some of the research I did all right I'm currently doing uh this week I read a great article by Chris Allen on four for four six quarterbacks prime to break out He broke it down really well. I'm not going to give you his six because it is some premium content, so you're going to have to pay if you want to go see uh, the six, but uh, you can get a little bit of the free preview if you're not a member. I mean, there's enough good stuff right there talking about neutral passing rate, aka the percentage teams pass when they're not behind. You know, we've had these garbage time quarterbacks throughout the years get all these points, but obviously they're on a crappy team, so their team's losing the games. We want quarterbacks. They're going to be throwing the ball no matter what the score is. Uh, believe it or not, Kansas City leads the league 66.4%, and why wouldn't they? With Mahomes, the Chargers were number two last year. Now with Philip Rivers moving, let's see. I don't think they'll be passing as much if they're starting Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert. Uh, he also takes into effect what he likes to call the Konami Code, well, quarterback rushing attempts lamar jackson killed it last year he ran the ball 176 times one other player ran for over 100 attempts that would be josh allen who also had the number two red zone rushing attempts for quarterbacks uh just outside there kyler murray runs the ball 93 attempts we'll see how much uh, he progresses from year one to year number two the main topic of the show this week i want to talk about some forgotten free agents the season is starting, training camps are opening up, you're getting ready to do your draft soon enough, and players have switched teams since the last time you played fantasy football. So let's take a look, starting with the quarterbacks. You know, there's only a few here. We all know Tom Brady left New England. Yes, that's right. Two years, $50 million to go to Tampa Bay, of course. Phillip Rivers, he is now an Indianapolis Colt. One year, 25 mil, fully guaranteed. So they have a, a one-year window with Phillip Rivers of the Colts. We'll see what they do with that. Uh, one that you may have forgotten about, Teddy Bridgewater, signed with the Carolina Panthers, three years, $63 million. And obviously that kicked Cam Newton out of town, and that's when he went up to New England. I think the most surprising thing here is there was no free agent signed out with the L.A. Chargers. I did mention you know, they do have Tyrod Taylor and the rookie Justin Herbert. It seems like it's going to be an exact repeat of what we saw in Cleveland a few years ago. Tyrod Taylor starts, and then when their season's over, here comes Herbert and the future. Running backs that have changed places. We all know Todd Gurley is now an Atlanta Falcon, but on a one-year, $6 million prove-it deal. Melvin Gordon got $16 million over two years to go play for the Broncos. One that I want to make sure you know about is Jordan Howard. Two years 10 million dollars for the miami dolphins jordan howard is a player that has been extremely underrated in his career playing for the bears the eagles and now the dolphins let's just take a look at what he's done over the last few years fantasy wise he rushed for almost a thousand yards every year while he was in chicago just falling short his third year there last year with philly only played in 10 games but still scored over a hundred fantasy points this is a guy going Outside the top 100 in fantasy leagues right now, ADP. Averaged 4.4 yards a carry last year and six touchdowns. Miami Dolphins are going to need someone to score those points, especially in the red zone. I think that's going to be Jordan Howard. The last guy to mention is Peyton Barber, who joined the crowded backfield in Washington. Two years, $3 million. Again, obviously, you have Adrian Peterson, the ageless wonder there, and Darius Geis, who we hope finally can stay healthy. We'll see what they do in Washington wide receivers on the move this year devin Funches, one year two and a half million dollar prove it deal with green bay um, former green bay packers wide receiver geronimo allison signed with the lions on a one-year deal worth about a million dollars philip dorsett uh, left the patriots headed out west one year one million dollar prove it deal in seattle brashard perriman You might have had him on your team in weeks uh, 14, 15, 16. They were playing for the Bucs. He left and got an $8 million deal with the Jets for one year. Take a look. Bouchard Perriman might be a guy you want to target real late in drafts. Robbie Anderson left the Jets, and he went down to Carolina to join Teddy Bridgewater on a two-year $20 million deal. That's a deep threat with DJ Moore taking a lot of the coverage might see some uh, long bombs to Robbie Anderson, a guy you want to target, especially in some best ball leagues. And the last guy to mention, Randall Cobb signed three years, twenty seven million dollars for the Houston Texans, a team that didn't want to pay DeAndre Hopkins, but they're going to pay Randall Cobb twenty seven million. They already have Cooks and Fuller. You got to see that they uh, committed a lot of money to Cobb. They got to have big plans for a guy who seems like he's been in the league. Gosh, 20 years. Weren't we playing with Randall Cobb on PS2? He's got to be the oldest 29-year-old ever. Tight ends on the move this year. Uh, A lot of the old guys, but a lot of the old guys got money. And if they're getting money, they're going to play. They're not sticking around and avoiding retirement uh, to stand on the sidelines. Jason Wynn, $4 million for one year with the Raiders. Greg Olson, $7 million for one year with the Seahawks. Jimmy Graham got a two-year deal worth $16 million from the Bears, and then they added, like, eight more tight ends. Who knows what's going on in Chicago? And lastly, Tyler Eifert got a two-year deal worth $15 million in Jacksonville. These veteran tight ends, they're not staying in shape to watch from the sidelines. They're playing. They're going to score some touchdowns. Are they the tight ends you want to start every single week? Absolutely not. But if you had Witten and Olsen, you're going to hit a couple home runs. They're going to score some touchdowns. They're going to get you three catches, 44 yards, and a score. Hey, that's 10 points. That's what you need. So, no, it's not going to be week in and week out. They're not going to get you Travis Kelsey points. But as free as these guys are, you're going to get a couple weeks out of them. All right, those were the uh, free agent moves. Uh, Some of them are the forgotten free agent moves I wanted you to remember. Coming up next is going to be my favorite segment of the show during the preseason. It's going to be a mock draft. Each week I'm going to mock draft from a different position. 12-team, uh, PPR league, one quarterback, two running back two wide receiver, flex. And I'm going to do a different strategy each week. So this first week, I thought we'd be super vanilla. I'm giving myself the first pick overall, and I'm going to draft using an ESPN PPR top 300 cheat sheet. Why am I doing this? Because there's guys in your league who are absolutely going to do this. They're going to show up draft day with their sheet, go down the list, cross them off as they go, and they're just going to take the best player available every time. So now th- this is going to give you an idea of who is available. The first pick, obviously, is going to be Christian McCaffrey. Zip through the first and second round. We get pick 212. Uh, a couple guys that just went right before us Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Aaron Jones, Kenny Galladay. And now we are on the clock at 212. And the best player available is wide receiver number seven, uh, 14th overall ranked on ESPN. That's going to be Mike Evans. So we'll take Mike Evans. Uh, burn through next, the next best available according to their sheet is going to be orgus snag our tight end. Orgus snag Travis Kelsey. They have him ranked as 20th overall, which is tight end number one. So two pick three picks in. we got our running back, our wide receiver, and a tight end. Zipping through the third and fourth round, we'll get to spot 412. See who we have to look at here. You just had James Conner, James White, A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton off the board. Uh, Looks like the best available is going to be Melvin Gordon. So we will snag our second running back for our team, Melvin Gordon. Coming back now at pick 5.1. The best player available is going to be, uh, looks like Melvin Gordon's former teammate, Keenan Allen. So we'll snag Keenan Allen at the top of the fifth. Pick 612. Some of the top players available are David Montgomery, Tyler Boyd, oh, Deshaun Watson, Kareem Hunt. Looking at ESPN's top 300 list, the best available will be David Montgomery. They have him a higher than Kareem Hunt. One spot. So we're going to take Montgomery there at 612. All right, so then does that mean we take Kareem Hunt next? at seven one and that is our fourth running back and we'll be set on running backs so through seven rounds we have christian mccaffrey melvin gordon david montgomery and kareem hunt i loaded up on running backs early looks like we're set there wide receivers we got mike evans and keenan allen and we do have travis kelsey as our tight end so now we are at pick 812 the hunter henry darius geist matt burita sterling sharp um sterling sharp sterling shepherd is available we'll take a look at the wide receiver position and it's going to be sterling shepherd they have espn has him ranked at number 94 which is wide receiver 38 overall so that will be our pick so now as we move on to pick 9.1 we'll just probably get our fourth receiver here and uh call it a day top receivers available slayton miller sanders uh free agent on the move he's a He is now with the New Orleans Saints and Mike Williams. I'm not going to take Mike Williams as much as I like him just because we already have Keenan Allen. We don't want to have too much stock in one team. Uh, Looks like going off of ESPN's list, the best player available will be... Oh, I'm not going to take Slayton because I just took Shepard. We don't want two giant receivers. Emmanuel Sanders, 102, wide receiver 46. All right, I'm not going to stick here and go through the whole draft, but as we come up on... uh, What would be pick 10-12? I'm going to have to get my quarterback. So if you wait this long to the 10th round to get a quarterback, there are still some wonderful options. Stafford, Rodgers, Daniel Jones, Roethlisberger. I am in Detroit, so that means I know how good this player is. Aaron Rodgers will be the pick. He has torched the Lions my entire life. So that's going to be the last pick of round 10. And just to take a look at the roster as we close it out through 10 picks i have rogers as the quarterback christian mccaffrey melvin gordon david montgomery kareem hunt as your running backs mike evans keenan allen sterling Shepard, emmanuel sanders as the wide receivers and travis kelsey is your tight end not a bad looking team overall a little weak at the wide receiver position but you still have mike evans who should have a big year and keenan allen as well so you know if you're gonna go chalk off the sheet and you get the number one pick it's not terrible it's not great but that's what it looks like and now to take a look at the league updates uh in the big view sports keeper league um with covid 19 and all the uncertainty going on the expanded rosters are still being finalized there are some options out there I don't want to expand the rosters too much to alter the draft our league likes to have active waivers so there won't be anything too crazy Um, There is a chance we go to four IR spots this year. We already have two uh, due to the keepers, but we might add an additional two just for this year. Uh, Assuming that ESPN will mark all COVID uh, players out like they do with baseball, and then you can just go ahead and pick up a guy beforehand. Um, In the guillotine, the chopping block. Last year I did the test run this year. We are all in. 50 bucks a spot, and they are filling up fast. If that's something you want to be involved with, let me know. I can get you in the league. Scoring is the exact same for both of those. And why wouldn't it be for the guillotine? You're going to start a quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, three flex, have three on the bench, and an IR. So just 10 players on your team. I mean, there are 17 teams in the league. It's going to be an auction draft to start on August 8th. So that's going to be very exciting coming up. And finally, as I close out the show, I just want to give my one little uh, final thought. This week, my final thought, I want to let my position on kneeling for the national anthem be known i'm um, not gonna get super political here i just wanted uh, just to just talk about uh, my thought process with the whole thing i don't see kneeling as an insult to anything growing up playing sports when a player got injured on the other team we were always instructed to take a knee give that player time uh, when you're Playing sports and your coach huddles you up and you got to talk. What do you do? You take a knee in front of the coach. So, as far as kneeling for the anthem goes, I mean, these guys need to make their point and use their platform, and that's what they decide to do. I mean, I'm sorry if you're offended that's during the national anthem, but I think it could be a lot worse. They could turn their backs to the flag during the national anthem to symbolize how they feel this country turned their back on them. And I think that would be more disrespectful than taking a knee. I mean, they could go sit on the bench and ignore it cover their eyes cover their ears i mean that's disrespect that would upset me but uh these guys are taking a knee to use the platform that they've earned to shed some light on something that affects them in a greater way than i'll ever know and it doesn't offend me they're still out there for the national anthem they're not hiding in the locker room or anything like that or ignoring it so i mean i'm sorry if you disagree with that but that's just the way i feel Final thoughts, thank you so much for listening to the first podcast of the preseason. we got about eight weeks to go before the season kicks off. Each week, we'll be taking you down, showing you guys what I'm looking at, showing you how I'm getting ready, because don't you forget. I've been champion for a long time. A long time. Three-time champ, Heartbreak Hotel, going for four. Oh, yeah, I won that trial guillotine league and my dynasty league last year. So, won three championships last year. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Looking for more this year. Thanks for listening and happy mock drafting.